0: Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. On today's show, we are going to be getting into some free agency acquisitions that the Nationals could be making this offseason. As, you know, we're probably not going to make the biggest splash in the world, but guess what? That's all right. You can help the roster win right now and in the future moving forward with just a couple moves that can make a lot of sense for this rebuilding team. But first, I'm going to be getting a little more into the rebuild versus retool discussion. I'm really just going to get to the bottom of what a rebuild compared to what a retool looks like, and specifically for your Washington Nationals. We're going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. So let's just get right into it. As you know, Mike Rizzo earlier this season, he did say that the Nationals are going through a retool rather than a rebuild. And that really got me thinking because, quite honestly, that's not true. And I know maybe he was kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. We all know that. GMs and, and presidents who... Aren't really used to doing this and who aren't really used to being stuck in the mud like the Nationals and Mike Rizzo, he doesn't really want to acknowledge that this is a rebuild, that they've torn this thing apart. But that's the reality of it right now. And so let's just get right into the rebuild part of this because I've got some points to make between what are the key differences between a rebuild and a retool. In a rebuild, you're building the foundation to put a championship team out there. That is what a a rebuild looks like. You have to have a foundation in place, and that's what you're building up. The foundation in place right now for the Washington Nationals, can you tell me what that is? We don't really have one. I'll just get it to you right there. This team is not constructed to win right now, and that's also a big thing with the rebuild. When you ask yourself, are we in a rebuild? Ask yourself the simple question of, is this team and the roster that they have around everyone, 26-man roster, the bullpen, the starting pitching, is this roster ready to win right now? I ask you that simple question. What do you tell me? I can tell you what I say. No, this roster is not ready to build right now, not ready to win either right now. And it's just that simple to me. When you have a bad contract with Steven Strasburg, who's not even pitching, and we don't even know about his future, he's still uncertain about it. Will he pitch again? We don't know. Patrick Corbin, another poor contract. He he could be the worst starting pitcher in baseball. I love the guy, but come on. Juan Soto, you traded him away at the deadline. Josh Bell, gone. Trade Turner in 2021, gone. Max Scherzer, gone. You trade away a ton of your core pieces. That was the foundation of your team. This Washington National team was known for the starting pitching. It was known for big bats. Back in 2019, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Adam Eaton, Howie Cat, all those guys—they're all gone. And so this is a rebuilding situation. And I kind of look at it as like the 2010 Nationals, where you saw guys like Ryan Zimmerman, Steven Strasburg, Drew Storen, Ian Desmond, Danny Espinosa, Michael Morse. Those guys like that. Tyler Clippard was on that team. Guys like that who were going to be building up your foundation for the team. Those were guys that were your strongholds, and you knew that they were going to be making a difference moving forward. Now, for this team in 2023... Going forward and looking back at 2022, I don't know if we have guys similar to that. I think in 2010, Nats was slightly ahead of us, but I think where our farm system stands today, it's going to be holding us up pretty well, and I do think within our foundation as of right now, on November 14th, 2022, I think there is a foundation to be made in the farm system. It's just not in the major leagues right now, and it's truly just not too close for it being a successful rebuild. We're still in the beginning stages of this. But I will say the moves at the deadline did help our chances for moving forward. And so a rebuild, you have to have those core foundation pieces in place. And we just don't have that. And right now, we're not going to be spending the money to build that foundation through free agency. We're going to have to wait for these guys like Elijah Green Uh, James Wood, Brady House, Yarlan Susanna, Cole Henry, Cade Cavalli, all those guys, Josiah Gray, all those guys to really develop and take the next step in the major league. C.J. Abrams, Keeber Ruiz, there's a lot of guys that you can count on for this foundation, but it's just not here right now. Now for the retool part of this. This is where I think we aren't. We're not in the retool part. Because a retool, it consists of building around a core. When you're retooling, it's just not the same. It's not the same of where we are right now. The retool is when you have the core that's in place. Back in twenty after 2018, when we lose Bryce Harper. That's a pretty big piece to fill. We know that. He was the highest paid player in baseball up to that point in 2018. He got one of the biggest contracts of all time up to that point. And there's a lot to replace with them. So we go ahead and sign Patrick Corbin uh, to a big six year deal to be our third guy, weighing down that starting rotation. Then you also have pieces like Howie Kendrick that you re sign, a Struble Cabrera that you pick up. You trade for Daniel Hudson. That's what a retool looks like. When you already have your foundation, which was Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, all those guys, that was your foundation. Now, the tools that you put around them, Estruble Cabrera, Ryan Zimmerman at that point in his career, he meant a lot more than just the tool around the core of the team. He was Mr. National. But at that point in his career, he was a tool around the foundation. He wasn't really going to be carrying your team to a playoff series really, if we're being honest. I love Mr. National, but that's just where we are. Moves that we made, trading away Lucas Giolito and Arnaldo Lopez for Adam Eaton. That's what a retool looks like when you're trading away assets in your farm system to put pieces around the core of your team. And that's where We aren't right now. We aren't in the position to be trading away top prospects in the system. And by the way, do you see that even coming down the road in the next two to three years? No. Because look at it. In 2012 and 2013, we weren't really trading away people, trading away farm system assets for players to win right now. We knew and we trusted in our development that we were going to be able to bring up guys and help us once they're in the majors. And if you're patient in that process and you allow guys to develop and you truly believe in your player development staff and what they can do, then that's just fine because you can get away with that. And that's just where I think this Nationals team isn't right now. And so Mike Rizzo, he talks about this, and he talks about a retool and a rebuild, but it's it's just so clear to me that this is a rebuild. Now, maybe I'm just looking too deep into this, but I don't think I am because he's saying it like you could admit that it's a rebuild. Everyone and their mom knows that it's a rebuild right now. So I just don't really understand why he keeps on saying it's a retool. And maybe they are like, well, Ryan, why do you get so upset about it? You got to know where you are. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the truth because that's where we are. We're in a rebuild. There's a clear difference between a rebuild and a retool. Now, I will say, basically everything they do right now screams that they're in a rebuild. But I still look at the last year's trade deadline where you're keeping guys like Carl Edwards Jr., Kyle Finnegan, other bullpen pieces and assets on this team, Cesar Hernandez, Nelson Cruz, veterans like that towards like what are they going to do helping us moving forward? Yeah, they're good players. Nelson Cruz wasn't going to help us. He's gone. Cesar Hernandez, he's gone. Why don't you trade them for scraps for anything? I'd love to point out the 2021 trade. We traded Lane Th- or traded for Lane Thomas. and We traded away John Lester, who was awful for us. And no one really, the fans didn't like him. He flicked off Nationals fans as he was leaving Nats Park. That should tell you everything about John Lester, truly. But it's just a little, just it kind of irks me how we aren't just being honest with ourselves. Because I truly pride myself in that. Look yourself in the mirror and be honest about what your appearance is and what you are. Because, because honestly, I think that's going to get you to where you want to be with this national scene. And I think you should have a fire sale when you're at the 2021 deadline. You got to look yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself who you are, are these guys going to be helping us moving forward, what role will they be playing, and then answer that question. Because to you and the I, it's clearly a rebuild. And I want to get into because Mike Rizzo did talk with the media in Vegas at the, at the GM meetings, I can tell you right now, before I get into some of this free agency stuff and two real key players that I want to see the national sign, he was asked about, is it challenging not to have a payroll clarity heading into the offseason? And this is what Rizzo had to say about it. At this point, there's no not a whole lot of challenges, but there will be time where we'll need some clarity to make some finite, concrete decisions. So it sounds like Mike, or not Mike, or yes, Mike, I was going to say Mike Lerner. But Mike Rizzo, Mike Rizzo doesn't really have too much clarity about what's going to be going on in free agency. And this is only from th- Thursday of last week that he was t- commenting on this. And then he was asked about the uncertainty with ownership, and this is what he had to say. What has changed is the uncertainty of what's the final payroll going to look like and what's the ownership group going to look like down the road. As far as coming here and coming to the winter meetings, we're going to, as, as we always have, with the learners as ownership, trying to do just do what we can to move this process along. And this is all from Jesse Doherty's story in the Washington Post. You should read that. But it sounds like Mike Rizzo doesn't have too much clarity about the final budget, the payroll, and truly what the ownership situation will look like moving forward. But I'm going to get into that after I tell you guys about my friend's over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and eSports, we've got it all on BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. This is what I do. You have Monday Night Football tonight, the Commanders going against the Eagles in an NFC showdown. What am I going to do? I'm going to look over at my friends at betonline.net. They have all the right answers, and they're going to have the right answers for you as well. What you'll do, just search up their analytics. See what the experts have to say about it. And guess what? They may as well just put money in your pockets. It's that easy. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and now I want to get into some free agency, and there are two guys that I truly think that could help us this season in 2023 and beyond. Guys who are multi-year contracts, who are just coming off, one's coming off a silver slugger season, who is a free agent as we sit here on November 14th. The other used to be a potential Cy Young candidate, a big-name guy, someone where a team traded nine players for him. He was going to be one of the aces of their team. It just didn't really work out. And that player for right now, who I want to start off with first, is Mike Clevenger, free agent, played for the San Diego Padres. And if you don't know about Mike Clevenger, let me tell you about him. Mike Clevenger, he was traded for nine players along with Cody or Greg Allen back in 2020. Mike Clevenger, he's not the biggest of all names this is someone who's had a lot of success in the major leagues. And he's certainly someone that you can help as a third starting pitcher. Someone who could be a second starting pitcher on a good championship team. Someone who's not going to cost that much money. And plus, besides, he's only, only 31 years old. He's going to be turning 32 by opening day. But still, this is someone who can help you now. And he's not that expensive. Right now, Spot Track, who I really trust with market values, and truly they do the best job in this, in my opinion, they have him right now for this offseason getting about a three-year deal worth $31 million, about $10.3 million AAV. That's not a lot. That's not a lot at all, in fact. That's something that this Nationals team right now, the way that we're constructed, we're below average, between all MLB payrolls in 23, you can make this move happen. And you can still stay below that average MLB payroll. Now, do I see them doing this? I do. I truly do. Because Davey Martinez, he wants another starting pitcher who could be at the top of their rotation. You have guys like Cade Cavalli, Josiah Gray coming up. And guess what? You have Patrick Corbin. Do we really want to see Patrick Corbin as our opening day starter again? I don't. What about Steven Strasburg? Can you rely on him? I can't. You can't either. Davey knows that. Listen, I love Patrick Corbin. I do. I think he's a Game 7 hero for the Washington Nationals. Got the win in that. But you can't have him starting opening day two years in a row with the way that he's looked after 2019 you just can't and I think Mike Clevenger comes in and he's going to be the ace of your staff in 23 maybe Josiah Gray steps it up and he can really become into what his potential shows and the flashes that we've seen can come more consistent we say that with who really knows with Josiah Gray but I look at Mike Clevenger and this is someone who's done it in the past he's done it in 2020, he had a great year. He had Tommy John surgery after 2020. Didn't pitch in 21. Came back in 2022, and he was fine. He had a 4-3-3 ERA and 115 innings pitch, or 114 rather. And there's, that's a lot to say because you look at the ERA about this, and it's like, well, he had a 4-3-3 ERA. That's nothing special, Ryan. What are you talking about with this guy? Well, you're right. But he's also coming off of Tommy John surgery. And quite frankly, if, when you have to pitch in the NL West and go against those rosters, you're going to give up a lot of hits and a lot of home runs. Let's just put it that way. Because he gave up 20 home runs this year, which would have been, if he had a full season of health, that would have been the most in his career by far. Because the most home runs he's given up besides this year was in 2018 with the Cleveland Indians then. And he pitched in 200 innings then. Gave up 20 21 home runs. This year, he gave up 20 home runs in 114 innings pitched. I think that there's going to be improvement there. He's going to settle into his own. He's going to have a little more clarity with his contract. He's not going to have to worry about getting paid. Because guess what? We're going to pay you that three years, $31 million that you will be looking for. And that you can get. Now, in order to keep them, in order to have them sign here for a three-year deal, you're probably going to have to bump up the price tag a little bit, maybe around $11, $11.5 million for them. Because I do think Mike Clevenger will be in high demand. So we'll see about that. But I truly would love to see someone like Mike Clevenger because, like I said, he's someone that can help us right now, today, and can really help us moving forward. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, you can trade him at the deadline. Trade him, and you're going to eat some of his money, but guess what? That's fine. You're taking a chance because this is someone who the ceiling is that he's going to be at the top of your rotation, and he's going to be helping you win playoff games in a few years from now. The worst? Maybe he stinks. Maybe he's what we saw in 22. But I don't think we're going to be getting that. I think there's a lot of baseball left with him. And a lot of people just truly forget about the potential that Mike Clemger had. A.J. Preller didn't trade away nine players for him. For nothing. I can tell you that right now. One of the most aggressive GMs in baseball. He's not trading away nothing for this guy. Because he's got a lot. He had a two and a half years left on his deal at that point. Unfortunately, he had Tommy John in 2020. But there's progress to be made with Mike Clevenger, and I truly think that we could be getting to that once this truly wraps up. But thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now I want to get into the national second free agent that I am looking closely at. And that free agent right now is third baseman, Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury, another San Diego Padre. He was traded away from the Cincinnati Reds at the deadline this year for AJ Preller's aggressive staff. They made that move and guess what? It paid off. This guy won the silver slugger award this past year in 22. 22. He can certainly, he has all the tools that is necessary for a big league third baseman. And I say that because this is someone who's going to help us now because, quite frankly, we haven't been able to fill the void of Anthony Rendon, and he's not going to be Anthony Rendon for the 2019 Nets, but we still haven't been able to fill that third base spot in a successful manner. We haven't been able to find that replacement for Anthony Rendon, who was really just Mr. Do-It-All. And then you ask me, well, we have a former first-round pick with Carter Keboom. What are we going to do with him? You can't be waiting for him. If you miss the bus, you miss the bus. Carter Keboom has had an amplitude of opportunities to crack this roster and to make a difference in the majors. You see it all the time with these young guys. And he just hasn't been able to capitalize on these opportunities that he's been given. It's been coming on a silver platter with him. They let Anthony Rendon walk, and it's, hey, it's no problem. We got Carter Keeboom. That just hasn't worked out. And so at some point, you're going to need to see some progression from Keeboom, and I just haven't seen it yet. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. Someone for a third baseman that's not as, as detrimental as it would be for a starting pitcher or a relieving pitcher, for that matter. But it's still an injury nonetheless. And besides, with that, we just haven't seen it with kiboom It's time to move on. If you want to give him a try at second base or in the outfield, maybe you trade him for something. Who knows? Maybe he just comes off the bench for now. And you find a spot for him down the line. Maybe Drury gets hurt, gets banged up, as he has in his career plenty of times. But it's time to move on from Carter kiboom and Brandon Drury is that guy for me. He is that guy that I want, and he's not going to be coming at some expensive price. Right now, Spot Track has him at about a two-year deal worth about $18.5 million, about $9.5 million guaranteed, or not guaranteed, about an AAV. That's not a lot of money again. Between Clevenger and Brandon Drew, that's really, about $20 million per those two guys. And those are two guys that could make a difference. A lot of high ceilings there. And again, Drury is only 30 years old. Just turned 33 or 30 years old a few months ago, really, at the trade deadline. This is someone who could be a potential big bat in your lineup. Someone who, if you still had, well, Darnell Coles would certainly love him, the Nationals hitting coach, and he'd be able to tap in some potential for there. And plus, you want to have some comfort for your young shortstop with C.J. Abrams. He needs to have a running mate over there. He's got Luis Garcia right now at second base. And the middle infield, they're starting to look well. But if you have a third baseman there for Brandon Drury, someone who's decent in the field, he's going to be getting hits. And plus, he's been on a lot of different MLB teams. He's got a lot of experience. This is someone who he's going to hit. We know that. He just got a Silver Slugger Award. And you want to see that infield really be molded together and plus if you have still have Luke Voigt over at first base for your Nats and that's fine too that's a decent infield CJ Abrams Luis Garcia Luke Voigt, and Brandon Drury that's not bad and that's actually start you're starting to get somewhere with that and then the same goes as with Mike Clevenger if Brandon Drury doesn't work out then guess what You move him at the deadline for assets that could help you down the line. That's your lottery ticket. I say that a lot, but that's truly how I look at it as. You don't think we hit the lottery trading John Lester for Lane Thomas, which at worst, that that guy's a fourth outfielder in the big leagues. Truly, he can do a lot of tools. He has a lot of different tools with Lane Thomas. Brandon Drury's kind of like that, except he's better. A Silver Slugger Award. This is someone who... Certainly, this past season, he would have been the team MVP, and it wouldn't have been Lane Thomas. But what I'm really looking at, because I'm going to play the game that the Learners and Mike Rizzo are playing right now. We're looking at price tags. You're going bargain shopping. The Braves and the Phillies, they're shopping at Gucci. You know where we're shopping at? We're shopping at Marshalls. That's just how it is. And so I'm going to be shopping at Marshalls, and you know you can find those dimes in the diamonds in the rough. Brandon Drury, Mike Clevenger, those are two diamonds in the rough that I certainly could see the Nationals going for this offseason. It's not the splashiest move ever. It's not something that's going to knock your socks off. But these are moves that could help you right now and in the future. And that's something to actually be excited about because these are two younger guys who are kind of getting looked over in a loaded free agent class who might not get all the money they deserve because of that loaded free agent class. You're going to be going bargain shopping. This is what you do. This is what rebuilding teams do. You can sign them to a few years, deal, on, give them an extra million or two. That's what we did with Nelson Cruz last year, and it blew up on our face. That doesn't mean that you can't give it another shot for this year and make a difference just like that. You don't have to sign Trey Turner. You don't have to sign Josh Bell. But you can sign these two guys that will help you now, And plus, it's going to keep the fan base happy. We don't want to see another bottom-of-the-barrel season. We're tired of that. We know this organization is better than what we've been seeing over the last few years. We know that. And so I want to see Mike Rizzo put on his scout hat again and start cutting some deals for guys like this. There's certainly more out there that could be done, but these two guys I have my eyes on And there's certainly something to where I could see the Nationals doing moving forward. So, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it for me today, everybody. Hopefully, we'll have some more free agency news. As I will touch on, Sean Doolittle is going to be coming back on a minor league deal. Uh, does he have any left in the tank? Who knows. We love Sean Doolittle, though. Who doesn't? This is someone to where he's kind of been a face of the Nationals, and it's nice to have a bigger name guy who really calls DC his home. We've seen a lot of big name guys leave over the year, and it's nice to have Sean Doolittle as one of those who isn't going to leave, and he's sticking by our side. So welcome back, Sean Doolittle. That was a little late, but welcome back. We love you. Hopefully you can make a difference this year and get healthy. Who knows? Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.